0: And welcome back to Burn After Noticing, the Bird Notice Watchthroughs podcast hosted by me, Josh, and my co host Paul. That's me. I'm Paul. Hey. Yeah, two guys who have never seen the show other than what we're watching through right now and talking about it right now. So let's get into it. First off, though, we've been talking a little bit before the pod about, you know, beverage choices. I know you just kind of returned from a bar before we I did. started this record.
1: I did. Um, I realized we had a little time before we started recording. I asked you if I uh, if I had enough time, you gave me about 30 minutes and I, I used that 30 minutes to uh, head over to a local establishment near uh, near my residence that makes a really, really great old fashioned. I'm a, I'm a Chicago guy. The old fashioned definitely classic drink around here. And if you're willing to pay $10 for a good one, which <sighs> I just did. I am
0: actually. <laughs> I, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, real talk. I am. And uh, folks, it's good, and not gonna lie, I may or may not be a little tipsy.
0: There you but go. I'm not gonna
1: confirm nor deny in the spirit of this podcast.
0: <laughs> it's a uh, you don't want to get burned by revealing too much information, so keep that. So classified. while I'm at bars
1: drinking uh, old fashions, um, I hear you're trying something for the first time.
0: I am. I'm sipping on it, and I'll be sipping on it throughout the episode, and probably I'm gonna. You know, I've got a little personal challenge. I want to see how many how many white claws I could finish before we're done with this episode.
1: Oh, and I that's what that. I'm
0: drinking on is white claws. I've never had it before. All the hubbub was probably like, this is like a month after most of like the big, you know, fervor, maybe like two months, you know, it was kind of the end of summer, I feel like everybody was like freaking out about this White Claw stuff, and I'm like, you know, I like seltzers, I like, uh, like I used to drink LaCroix until I switched to Kroger, because it's cheaper and tastes just as fine. You I am also good- a
1: Croix boy, so I
0: understand that. Croix boy, yeah, see, like, that's fucking, sounds like the alt-right making fun of LaCroix, <laughs> but I'm I'm with it. Um, Welcome
1: to Burn After Noticing, the Alt Right podcast, where we talk about well, Croy boys. and uh, and how the left is ruining our uh, vaguely comedic spy pod, uh, TV shows.
0: When you uh, when you take a sip and you go, ah, that's Croy face. It's typical Croy face. That's how you can identify a Croy boy.
1: Andy No is a danger society and provides kill lists for whoever burned Michael Weston.
0: Exactly. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying it. Uh, I've I've nearly gotten through. The Natural Lime is the first one I went with. I got the variety pack. It's got, let me fucking read it out. I've got them right in front of me. Raspberry, black cherry, lime, and ruby grapefruit, which sounds like some kind of weird... Porn star name, if I've heard one. (laughs) Actually, yeah, that does. I like that. I'm going to look that up later. Ruby Grapefruit
1: is definitely one of uh, someone in Sam Axe's contact list and not down in Miami. Definitely. That could very well be the name of the uh, the woman that kicked him out and forced him onto uh, Michael Weston's floor in a sleeping bag. But we're going to get into that.
0: Oh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, fun sleepover material, I guess. There's a for... lot to
1: get into. There's a lot of Sam Axe to get into. There's a lot of accents to get into. Holy shit, are there a lot of accents to get into?
0: There's like, yeah, you know, well, there's like hiding accents in this one too, so it's Yeah, it's... there's accents
1: on top of accents. There's someone who's doing who had an accent and then stopped doing that accent to do a different accent, and then later in the episode does a different accent from that. So we're talking about three accents in two episodes.
0: It's weird. Yeah, and then like the accent will bleed into the other accent which kind of just adds to another accent
1: and if you guys don't know what i'm talking about you probably didn't watch episode two of burn notice but you're listening to this podcast anyway which i mean thanks thank you so much
0: that'd be interesting actually i would love to know how many people are not watching the the show and are just kind of getting the gist of it through us
1: I would very much like to know how many people in total are listening to this podcast. First and uh, foremost,
0: well, there's like download data. I haven't looked at it because I don't want to be like a weirdo who's like <laughs> don't fetishizing do it live while over we're recording,
1: please. I don't want to hear that. Oh, I'm not looking it up. Yeah, don't okay, worry. Thank we'll, you. That's we'll... that's good. We don't want <laughs> to make put a notice t- on my confidence.
0: <laughs> we don't want to make people feel too jealous that we have so many listeners already. So
1: thank you for all of our listeners uh, for listening to all of our episodes three times each and giving us five star reviews on iTunes. But no real, talk which we're on today. now. We should. Get into um, that
0: too. We're on that. We've. We are on iTunes. Yes, ones.
1: we're 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 in more places, and I'm really excited that we uh we are more available to download. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Play. We are on Spotify. Where else are we, Josh?
0: Uh, I think that's the big ones: Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I haven't done. I haven't looked into Stitcher, but I, I mean, we're proof that they'll let anything on these platforms. <laughs> You're goddamn right. They will <laughs> they let anything.
1: And I couldn't be more appreciative. Um, I'm very happy to be here, and I'm really excited to uh, get into episode two today, man. Uh, there is definitely uh, a lot to talk about. First, I think we should probably talk a little bit about. Um, Last week's episode, we got a recap at the top of this, right?
0: Yeah, we got the little, you know, in case you missed the hour and ten or so minute uh, first episode, they recap everything and all of the major events that lead into this episode.
1: And they do it through uh, their favorite device, narration. Of course, we get we get Michael Weston breaking into his narrator voice, and within seconds reminds us the name of the TV show. Uh, burn notice. We got a burn notice out on him. Uh, The Burn Notice line plays. He says, I'm Michael Weston. He does the whole, yep, guess you're wondering how I got into this predicament uh, style recap. Which we
0: wanted last week and didn't get. So I'm glad we got it this week.
1: Um, We got my favorite part of this is um, the way we reveal the location of the series is the uh, Michael and Fiona scene. So you get to hear Fiona say, Moyami.
0: Moyami. Moyami. Um, which, is, which
1: is really good because it's like uh, the last time we're gonna hear that.
0: <laughs> Maybe, presumably, so she or her accent's all over the place at That's this junction. True. Yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those
1: situations. Like if you've seen The Wire, where there's an episode of where Dominic West uh, plays a British guy. Like he's so so Dominic West is British in in the series. He's playing a Baltimore guy, and there's an episode where he's playing a fake British guy, and he's doing this terrible British accent. And just it's too
0: meta, <laughs> and, uh, too many yeah, too many accents into one. Like we get it, into like so
1: many I, accents.
0: We get it, like UK uh, people. You can do American accents fairly well, and we suck at yours. We get it.
1: Yep. And Aussies can apparently just do all of our
0: accents. It's they're like, they're the, like the, magicians. The can,
1: yeah, the Aussies always get. All, I mean, look at uh, a quintessential uh, American movie, The Patriot, where the entire cast is Australian.
0: Yeah, and they're all, yeah. Well, you know, I think that's kind of like a good trade, like a a fair trade off for living in Australia. Like, that's at least throw you a bone for living in Australia.
1: Shout out to our Australian listeners. Uh, We love you guys. Thank you for listening to this on a different day than we're recording it.
0: You live in a prison continent. Get out of there. There are everything will try to kill you. Don't like play with me. We know like 20 of the 20 deadliest things live there. (laughs) <laughs> that's actually all very very true yeah. thank
1: you uh, for tuning into this podcast about facts and logic
0: <laughs> I want to start beefs with countries and continents we need to like start some fucking conflict you know like I'm ready to I actually don't want to be on stitcher I want to start some fucking beef with some of the stitcher podcasts
1: again in the true spirit of a bird notice podcast you're going to start an international incident with your witticisms and banter
0: pretty much yeah well very that's Michael
1: Weston like Weston-like behavior
0: <laughs> very generous of you to call them witticisms <laughs> I mean, I'm a generous guy. That's what I do. You're a giver. So
1: we uh, we get reminded that uh, that spies are all bitchy little girls, Michael. Bitchy
0: little girls, Michael. Yeah, they had to throw that line into there. I love that line. Um, Once again.
1: But Sam Axe is forgiven for any problematic lines he says, and we're going to also talk about why later. Uh, spoiler alert, it's his dick.
0: <laughs> we see some uh, the outline of a
1: hog, perhaps. Man, are we talking about dick imprints today? Welcome to this podcast about foil embossing accents and dick
0: imprints. It was a foil embossing. <laughs> I want to foil emboss his dick onto my wall. Oh,
1: man, just like Han Solo frozen in carbonite, but <laughs> it's
0: Sam X's cock. Exactly. I'm like a, ooh, Wookiee. I a would solo. absolutely negotiate with Jabba for three
1: times the price of whatever that costs.
0: Oh, I'm down for that. I'm ready to throw that on eBay. I'll fucking bid, outbid will... somebody.
1: I would absolutely sneak into the into the compound dressed as a lowly bounty hunter, only to reveal my lightsaber just to rescue Sam Axe's carbonite penis.
0: Episode nine spoilers, perhaps.
1: <laughs> JJ, you know what to do. <laughs>
0: He's dead. He JJ did it, man. He's gonna save the fandom. JJ, <laughs> show us fucking Han Solo's dick in carbonite, please.
1: <laughs> I mean, that might be the only way. I mean, if you really, really want to appease all the unhappy Star Wars fans, which, uh, quick tangent. <laughs> No oh boy. I uh, so in order. To, uh, such is my dedication to this qual- the quality of this podcast, Josh. That um, I picked up a new audio mixer. Um, right. Yeah, for, you were to, talking to about. That. Now I haven't. Uh, started using it yet? I'm still using the old one because I literally needed to get an, a FireWire port to install on my PC in order to use it. So I went to the micro center, uh, look, start look at looking for cables, and then I'm looking for uh, the new port thing. And uh, the two uh, micro center employees nearest me, instead of helping me, were standing around talking about the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. Oh God! I couldn't even believe it was real life. Like, bless their hearts, so much. It Still generates
0: some buzz, I guess. You know, it was
1: perfect. They were no, they were absolutely uh, uh, earning every bit of their money, and I and I love them for it. Thank you so much, those microphone <laughs> employees. You guys <laughs> will
0: <laughs> so brave of somebody to talk about Star Wars in public these days.
1: No, it's just it, I'm I'm so happy for them. <laughs> I'm so happy for everything that they do and everything about them.
0: Thank you for your serve. Better, braver Thank than the you.
1: troops. <laughs> Micro Center employees talking about Star Wars standing in the cable section, braver than the troops.
0: You to your here first. All right, I finished the Lime White Claw. I'm ready to fucking crack another one. Open What's your open. next White Claw? I think I got it after we just talked about Ruby Grapefruit. I got to try that one.
1: Got to go with Ruby Grapefruit. Yeah, I got to do that. Sam Axe's girlfriend, Ruby Grapefruit.
0: Probably picked up a little of the click-clack of me opening the, uh, the can here. So. Let's hear it. A, 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 I just want to. Pro- I want to prove to people that I'm not fucking around. I'm actually doing it. Okay.
1: We like to take inspiration from our favorite podcasts and in a classic episode one move. We like to pop open our tops while we podcast.
0: This is really fucking. It smells really like grapefruit. I'm am like getting the full experience. I'm smelling it right now, and it's like a very heavy smell of grapefruit.
1: So let's take it. Let's take a sip. See how it, See how it feels.
0: It tastes like grapefruit. I mean that I don't know where the ruby comes in. If that's a spe, like a specific type of grapefruit, I'm not a fruitologist. I don't know that.
1: Fruitologist is that a thing?
0: <laughs> Might as well be. I don't know. All right. You fucking any field of a uh, uh, study, just put ologist at the end of it, and people will think it's okay.
1: Well, we are burn noticeologists, so these
0: are fine. Like, okay, this is the second one. I didn't really talk too much about the lime one. It's good. Like, I liked. Uh, I think doesn't Lacroix have a lime flavor?
1: I think they do. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more of a passion fruit guy myself.
0: I'm with you there. I like the I like the Pamplemousse too. Ooh, we uh, do
1: like the Pamplemousse.
0: That's pretty good. Um, I like a lot of the Lacroix flavors. I, the the lime one I think I had maybe once. Lime is like good. Like I like lime flavored stuff. It's not like my favorite sparkling water. I will say this: the 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 White Claw, uh, you know, hard seltzerness of it probably cuts down a bit on it. So I liked it maybe more than certain um lime sparkling waters. Right. But was... I gotta
1: say the lime White Claw was my favorite White Claw when I uh, tried them all out that ended yeah. up being my number one.
0: I, I think I, right uh, drank now some White cloth,
1: some wrestling had a nice time.
0: Ooh, that's a uh, that's interesting a uh, uh, wrestling drink I guess. I don't know what a proper wrestling drink would be though. It's no it's really
1: fun to see like the all like the bullet club t-shirt neckbeard guys that like have like a very very narrow picture of masculinity like see a very like comfortable in his own skin human being like just order a white cloth for he and his friends.
0: A white then, claw for he and his friends. Sounds like a wonderful novel.
1: Uh, again, a thing that most wrestling bullet club T-shirt wrestling fans aren't super familiar with. But if you want to hear me bitch about wrestling, please follow me on Twitch at Twitch TV/thickflare, where we talk about wrestling. Sometimes we watch wrestling. Sometimes that's a whole different thing. There
0: you go. Nice little plug right there. But yeah, Ooh, I mean, yeah. so far I think I'm becoming professional,
1: far. Josh. I'm becoming a podcaster. <laughs> this is uh, you're gonna see my metamorphosis uh, right before our very ears.
0: Wow. You're going to start revealing um, personal stories that you would have never thought you'd reveal on air. But then, you know, a couple old fashions in and the lips start uh, flapping.
1: What I'm really excited for is to get to the part where um, I just say, are you tired of going to the post office?
0: Oh, We got to mail out all those fucking (laughs) letters and shit to the Patreon subscribers. It's so annoying. Are you
1: tired of mailing your spy bombs to the post office? Go to stamps.com.
0: Because yeah, I I would be fucking blown away if any sponsorship deal ever comes to us. But if you, you have, uh,
1: if folks, if you have Sam X crashing at your apartment for a week, why don't you go to CasperMattresses dot Get a, get Sam X a mattress.
0: Ooh. Is, it, is Casper still in business though? This feels like ugh, God. I don't even know. I feel like there's a. Know. Isn't there another mattress store that podcasts advertise now? I'm
1: gonna be real. I'm using a Helix mattress, which I believe is a podcast mattress. And oh yeah, really? It's, it's it's real talk, pretty good. This is not a this is not an advertisement. I've just had one for a while, and I like it.
0: Your check is in the mail. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Better than the uh, the current job I have that put my check in the literal mail because they fucked my direct deposit up and then spelled my name wrong. Woo. Oh man, capitalism, folks!
0: Isn't that fun? We yeah, love my, it. A micro job fucked up my uh, time off and, and, and like discredited a day's work for me that I had to like wait for a check on.
1: Folks, we love stolen wages,
0: don't <laughs> it's we? Really fun, don't yeah. we love
1: missing wages, folks? We it's love it. It's very
0: fun. Yeah, I love. Uh, I love waiting for my money that I'm due.
1: We do love it. Um, and if you want to uh, have us stop doing that, please continue to listen to this podcast. Uh, download it, subscribe, and give it five stars. Maybe we'll have less of those stories.
0: I like that yeah the fi- the five star reviews I think give us like five thousand dollars each so please do that I
1: mean please give us two five star reviews so we can have ten thousand dollars
0: I gotta move the studio in like three weeks less than three weeks so I need to I need that scratch please
1: please give me and Josh your money so we can uh, make more podcasts about burn notice
0: <laughs> which everybody who listens cares deeply thank you about. so
1: much for listening four times each to every episode
0: um, so <laughs>
1: let's get into at it at least. Uh, Finally, uh, you know, I, I uh, there's something we kind of talked about a little bit in our first uh, episode zero and episode one is that the fandom is really into a Dexter burn notice crossover. Right. And yeah, they this is the first time that I realized why was the opening shots for this episode. It had that very Dexter music with the very uh, Dexter yep. drone shots with the boats and the Miami and like the, 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 the whole thing about it and the narration opening up, it was just, it was very Dexter. And it's interesting because Dexter season one and burn notice season one ran concurrently. So these things were happening at the same time.
0: Yeah. It's a, I mean, the Miami connection is the obvious one. Uh, I, I do think the music it's funny too, because this is basic cable and Dexter was premium. So it's like a little bit of a difference there, but not too much. Well, yeah, because
1: because Deb could say the f word and Fiona very clearly said friggin' at one point in this episode. Right, they got to like tone that, that down. Button. Yeah, uh, Jen- uh, yeah. Uh, was that who's her name? Uh, Jennifer. That's Jennifer Carpenter, right? Yeah, De- Deb Morgan.
0: I uh, sure. <laughs> I haven't seen Dexter in a long time. Hell, if you quizzed me on the burn notice actors outside of Bruce Campbell, I probably would not be able to tell you their real life name.
1: Yeah, the the only thing that's my saving grace is that all the the baddies of the week so far have been like uh, well known like TV character actors, and I really hope that trend continues.
0: Yeah, um, p- pretty good so far. Like w- w- you know, two out of two for these first two episodes on pretty like recognizable faces.
1: Absolutely, we already talked about um, everyone's favorite uh, white devil Ray Wise and uh, his sidekick slash sort of good guy uh, turns out to be the good guy David Zayas. It's more good, Dexter good connections, guess. of course, uh, who who turns out to go into witness protection and uh, become Angel Batista. Uh, right there. For, for
0: more of the Dexter crossover, we got to keep that uh, yes, kind for of For more consistent. on that
1: theory, please make sure you go back and listen to episode one of this very podcast.
0: Again, for, for however many times you have.
1: Yeah, it was for the fifth time. I think you should listen to it again, just just to make sure you get the gist of it.
0: Right. So we like we recap episode one and then it goes into it kind of picks up right after where it left off because he comes back to his place that he's staying at and sees like somebody's been surveillancing him or surveilling. Did I fucking say that?
1: wrong? Yeah, I think surveilling is is right. Um, I was like, go into like his his spy mind palace. Yes. Sherlock Holmes mind palace with like the uh, the the uh, circular shots like around panning around his head while we like go into his brain, like figuring everything out.
0: Yeah, he's, like, he's, like, looking at all the angles, like, okay, like, cross-referencing with all the pictures that were left, like, okay, where was this, where was this person looking at me, and it's basically, he, like, retraces it back to his mom's neighborhood, and we get, he gets back in with his mom, uh, a little conversation there, because he starts quizzing her about you know, people being around the neighborhood or even visiting the house.
1: And who looks, mom looks way different in this episode. She does, right? I had to make sure that that was the same actress. I had to stop the episode. I literally paused the episode and made sure it was the same actress. It is, it is Sharon Glass, and she is the mom throughout the whole series. But the hair is just way, way, way it's different. So and it's so weird, jarring. Like it's so different that like I thought that like maybe there was enough distance between the pilot and that and and the rest of the series right. that like maybe they just replaced her. Right, which, you know, does happen. Game of Thrones has like four different actors for every role.
0: New uh, girls did, or new girl did that. I feel like the, I don't even really care about that show, but I remember that happening. Like I think one of the Wayans um, brothers or family members was like one of the characters, and then the very next episode it was somebody totally different.
1: What's up with the Wayne's getting replaced? I remember there was that uh, didn't they do a which uh, a lethal weapon series where the oh, other guy yeah. that was like opposite the Wayne's brother got replaced by Stifler, Sean Williams Scott? That's right. I, I didn't know the first that. Though. guy was like a huge prick and like started yelling at children on set
0: oh my god i didn't know
1: that yeah he's like on tape like screaming at a child like by a pool and like being like can you get
0: this fucking kid out of
1: here and like all kinds of crazy stuff damn dude apparently and and he's also like berating uh damon wayans so (laughs) they ended up they ended up uh replacing Replacing him him with sean william scott and then that show got canceled
0: of course. Who the fuck was watching that Lethal Weapon show?
1: So please check out our spinoff podcast about the Lethal Weapon TV series oh, coming soon.
0: Oh, no, don't. I, oh, geez. I really. Uh, OK, I guess great news. So. season 10 will be Lethal Weapon.
1: I feel like this would be as great a time as any to announce uh, oh, our man. bold new ventures.
0: Oh, I would need so many more White Claws to be watching that. Shit. Oh, Jesus.
1: So, yeah, Michael gets to his mom's house. He describes, once again, that another another device that he uses, uh, that he used in the last episode, at the beginning as well, describing, like, the mundanities of tradecraft. Like, being like, uh, uh, yeah, all you do is walk around and get coffee and, like, just hang out.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know? like, sir, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> That's, what, like, what all of his uh, his descriptions of his job are. Like, he really thinks his own spy job is very boring.
0: Right. It's like uh, you're you fucking killed two people in the last episode, dude. Like that's not just getting coffee. You fucking murdered people. Yeah, really. He killed two people within five minutes of the episode. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's so boring. I had to pop off two random thugs in uh, Africa. No biggie.
1: Yeah, and also in this episode, um, he disguises himself as another person. He uses multiple guns, cars explode and he creates, well, we'll get into the, the elaborate uh, plot that we get into here. It's ridiculous. It, I mean, it is. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts to this one for what ends up being a very, very, I mean, it's kind of a small job, but also again, another recurring theme, uh, Michael Weston's got a heart of gold folks and his causes they're noble.
0: Yeah. like, he's not in for the money like, definitely wrote that down tugging he at the heart. Certainly not in
1: for the money. Cause we're going to talk about how much money he makes later on. And, uh, wow. Uh, good for he's a millennial. Honesty. After that,
0: he's millennial. Good for,
1: yeah, the gig economy, folks. The gig economy. We got to unionize uh, non CIA contract spy work.
0: I also want to point out too that he like so he's talking with his mom about like people coming to the house and anything like that, and she mentions like two people uh, that she like invited in. And she said she made them deviled egg sandwiches, something I've never fucking heard of in my life. Deviled I, egg <laughs> sandwiches.
1: I can honestly say that I've never eaten a deviled egg in my life. Really? Yeah, I've never had it. I'm not I fucking had sky. one last night. Oh wow, I had some scrambled eggs on a bagel sandwich this morning. That was that was really great. But no, I've never done a deviled egg.
0: They're, I mean, I feel like maybe they're polarizing because it's, it's 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 an interesting flavor, and eggs in general could kind of weird certain people out, kind of understandably so. But they're pretty good. I just yeah. I've never heard of it. What the fuck is like, like? It just sounds like an egg salad. You yeah, eat, wouldn't
1: like, that just be the equivalent of an egg salad sandwich? Like, yeah, different? just
0: like chopped up. I was like thinking, like, did you just take like two or three deviled eggs and smash them in between bread? You freak.
1: Well, apparently, deviled egg sandwiches are just as bad of a crime as smuggling heroin. And- and being a dictator because Michael Weston compares his mom to heroin smugglers and dictators in his narration.
0: <laughs> well, also, too, this is like some good set dressing, by the way. So it's very, very uh, attention to detail for the character. I don't know if you noticed when his mom was sitting there and he was talking to her, her little uh, she had like a little TV tray, like sitting there and just like a smorgasbord of pills just all over.
1: Oh, yeah. Hypochondriac mom comes back. We I was like, sure hey, we, we
0: Hey cuz we we were kind of berating him for being pretty mean to his mom cuz it didn't seem like she did anything but like it's kind of is coming back to where it's like well yeah she's like intentionally hiding information that's very fucking like vital to his well-being of like oh yeah two she guys literally came in the
1: hides like the most important part of this episode until the very end the he very end to- it's like, insane. Like knowing full well that these things are life and death scenarios. Like there are people literally out to kill her son. She will not disseminate this information until she gets her friend helped out because she got fucking scammed out of her. Until she has fucking yeah, dinner some with mail order boomer sweepstakes bullshit.
0: Unbelievable. Yes, it's so funny, which, yeah, we, we jumped. We're jumping the gun a little bit. But yeah, that's that's she's like withholding so much information. It's kind of ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and she really, really like, I mean, the only better person at Tradecraft than Michael Weston and Sam X is honestly Michael's mom. Like, she's the real spy
0: here. She's that's going to be skills. that's going to be the season three reveal. You just spoiled it. Yeah,
1: so she's got the she says the, the guys came and they're from, quote, some government something, of course, not CIA. Remember, nobody is CIA. Yeah, we're not so, fucking part of that. And they say it's for your job, and he says, "Mom, I don't have a job anymore." So, uh, of course, Neat Michael is at his—he's—he's he's at home with his mom. And by the way, we see a lot of Michael's Neat tendencies throughout this episode. Like a lot of times, he's borrowing money from his mom's purse. Um, I got a couple of notes on that, but we're gonna see Neat Michael really acting up here. He yelled about I attendees
0: mean, at least three times.
1: Yeah, he, he spends time with his mom. He steals from her purse. Um, he's got a girlfriend that's way too hot for him. That like he can't really figure out an actual relationship with. So super sitcom
0: trope uh, there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Neat, Neat Michael is really full out here. Um, <laughs> so he uses his spy sense to detect that uh, that there's something amiss uh, in the neighborhood when his mom starts telling him about what's going on. And he says, hey, mom, are there any houses or wh- is there anything weird within 350
0: meters of here? <laughs> Very a weird amount of uh, distance, like, but yeah. And- and then his mom right away is like yeah around the corner like to the left she's she's like yeah oh yeah there's an abandoned house like across the street two houses down
1: so the weston's um inexplicably very familiar with the metric system as americans from florida
0: yeah that's the well you know i guess it being an interna- international spy you have to be at least uh, aware of all of the um international fucking distances of measurement
1: yeah so so michael narrates <laughs> us over to like a whole thing about like when you're being surveilled and then you get on to them and you cl- catch the tail there's a ticking clock so he and in the,
0: the running scene can we oh, talk about this Oh thank you scene? yeah oh thank you I wrote this shit down I had to
1: Please give me your thoughts on this running scene
0: Immediately this is like him just running down the street and they made, they filmed it like this is a chase sequence in a fucking Michael Bourne movie it's <laughs> unbelievable like there's like so First off, there's, like, very weird – it goes slow motion, and then it goes regular, and then it cuts to more slow motion and different cuts. And I was like, nobody – he's not chasing anybody. It's not entirely clear that he's trying to get after somebody just yet. It's mostly just, like, the most intricately shot, some guy running, you know, three houses down scene I've ever seen. I
1: was legitimately going to ask you if, like, my computer was having issues with all, like, the stops and cuts. Because, like, the freeze frame cuts throughout this episode are – inexplicable they are insane they're they're completely bananas i really have no i have no answer for them i don't know what yeah, the like- fuck <laughs> is happening and so you got this guy like getting these like jump cuts like running through like a little suburb in fucking classic 2007 relaxed fit boot cut jeans and he just runs and kicks this door open and just <laughs> the cheesiest door kick. It was like <laughs> it's just did a really underwhelming, like kind of like half-assed door kick, and the door just kind of fell right apart. It like snaps
0: off the hinges. He's so and fucking he strong. In.
1: Yeah, it just fucking falls apart. Like in Dane Cook's like joke from the same. Which, by the way, came from the same year. So maybe he was listening. <laughs> maybe uh, Michael Weston was a big fan of D- Vicious Circle, and he wanted to do a beanie,
0: as they say. And, oh uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you just took me back to a time I don't want to be at. <laughs> Uh, real
1: talk, I'll just admit it. I sat front row at a Dane Cook rough around the edges tour show in uh, the Palace of Auburn Hills in Detroit, Michigan. Well, Auburn Hills, Michigan. Wow, um, uh,
0: lucky dog you. I, w-
1: I was uh, I was like I had lower level seats, and some people from DaneCook.com were like walking by me, and like they had cameras and shit, and they just asked if I wanted to like do a trivia game with other people at the show for like the website. And long story short, I did their stupid little thing for the website that I don't even know if they ever put up or not. It might be there. You might be able to see like. 19-year-old me uh, doing Dane Cook trivia at the Palace of Auburn Hills somewhere on the internet.
0: Danecook.com, still active, as I just Googled oh, and Jesus. looked. Please it's got stop current tour dates. Let's see. <laughs> please let's don't see. Go any, Please don't dig
1: any further, Michael Weston. I don't need this part of my past uh, exposed to any further. Damn, uh, it
0: doesn't look like he's going to be in Chicago anytime soon. Sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> no,
1: not making any more jokes about Dane Cook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, is he
1: on the flight logs? That's the real question. Oh, boy. Uh, but no, I uh they, they gave us all front row seats. So I ended up sitting front row at the little in the round thing, uh watching Dane Cook making teenage me laugh a
0: whole lot. Oh boy. You I know, I like, guess I can't even front. I fucking,
1: definitely thought that was funny when I was a teenager. Like there's no question about it. That I
0: did too. Shit. I can't even front. I we all we we'll CD we'll all or talk two shit of his. now. And, and, but the, the the
1: the truth is there's a reason he was that popular and it's because we
0: were all laughing. Because we were, yeah, we were all laughing and we were all like dumb and shit. And we we're like, oh, yeah, that's. Yes, this. we're all very, very. Back dumb. <laughs> when you could laugh before all of these PCSJWs took over. Am I right? That's right. And we're going to we're actually going to ask uh,
1: Jordan B. Peterson about that later because he uh, he kind of shows up in this episode. Got we're going to talk, talk about our boy JBP. Uh, uh, JBP, much love. Hope you get out of rehab, King. Hope you clean up and uh, live that sober lifestyle, my dude.
0: You come back and we're, give us so many. We're pulling more. for you.
1: We're pulling for you, homie.
0: We need more enlightenment from uh, one of the higher thinkers of our time. That's right, brother.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so Michael goes 350 meters away, and the house is already on fire—a literal burn notice. We get a literal Thank, actual yes, burn exactly.
0: Notice. Yes, burn after noticing him surveilling. Hey, um, hey. that's oh, the name of this go. podcast. Catch <laughs> line, folks. Everybody, take a drink. That's kind of what the uh, game is. Woo. We're supposed to end it every time we fucking bring it up. That's right. <laughs> and so we're done.
1: After our little burn notice, um, the music comes back uh, while, he, while he and his mom talk about fixing, uh, solving oh, the his The constant music
0: problems. is not going away, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I like oh, it. Oh, man, it's fantastic. So
1: the music comes in, and then another burn notice trope that we already love comes back in. We ID in Laura, the client.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So yeah there, this is the uh, the case of the week, essentially, where he's yeah. got and to this episode do smart is very jobs. heavily
1: case of the week, which kind of is uh, an indicator that that's what like the the premieres and finales will be the more story heavy parts, and these uh, these middle episodes, I got a feeling are going to be very procedural driven.
0: It, yeah, it kind of seems that way. It definitely because okay, not to get too far ahead, but it definitely does seem like the the stinger at the end of every episode is like this is the overarching. Um, a real you know revelation everything else was just sort of like a a case a little open and shut case before we get some kind of like you know season one overarching storyline um uh clue
1: yeah absolutely so we get laura the client of course with the little id graphic because of everybody gets an id graphic and Michael's trying to figure out what happened to her, and she tells Michael that she got uh, uh, bilked out of all of her money by a uh, like a publisher's clearinghouse uh, type scam. So yeah, she, gets a letter a that she wins, she calls the number, they say, we're going to send some people over to get your tax info. And then when the tax info people come over, they try to get all of her bank account numbers and then beat the shit out of her. So, yeah, like uh, they, she's got a cat, her arm is at a cast. Off, and they just beat the shit out of an old lady.
0: Like, damn. Yeah. Like this is, already, like, this is like the, you know, the kick the dog moment, kick the old ladies. So now yeah, we're like, these absolutely. people are pieces of shit
1: and like and if they ask she, I like this Michael asks what uh, they look like and uh, in the classic horny nature of this <laughs> yes. show Laura can only remember what the hot one looks like she's like well that one was good looking the other one's eh,
0: they look know. two regular looking people which so, by the way when white. we see them later that, that girl Bonnie is nowhere near regular looking <laughs> yeah, she's like well, wildly hot <laughs> to be fair this is in Miami so the cl- uh, it's true. a different breed out there like true. all the little all the little interlude shots have alluded to that too
1: yeah we're gonna meet them soon but I had them written down as not Zac Efron and not Mandy Moore.
0: Oh my God! He even had like he not maybe Zac Efron. He had his voice, the Bonnie and what's his name? No,
1: so they call him Greg? Bonnie and Greg. Which Greg, that's we, right. We can't. We, well, we can't call him Bonnie and Clyde. Well, let's call him Bonnie and, and Greg? Uh, Greg. The the, <laughs> the aliases and the names in this episode. Very good.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah, he his voice almost reminded me of like Michael Sarah, some sort of like super bad um, <laughs> like weirdo. Yeah, like, absolutely weird.
1: And he's got the he's got the vest on just like he just looks like an express mannequin in 2007.
0: Oh, ridiculous. Fantastic. So we're, g- we're about to meet them. So I love the music, too. Like, we bring up the music a lot. The music when she is explaining to him and is just like like just so distraught that she's had so much money stolen. Yeah, it this is, is insane. It's the music is just like the most heart string like tugging like you're like oh no oh my god this poor old woman like Michael Weston's like all right all right all right I'll help you
1: and then we get to Sam Axe and a
0: boom. Coach. that's when I per- perked up I'm like all right good this isn't just a show where he's he's gonna show up every you know five episodes he's in the next one baby yeah
1: and his opening line was really good and he delivered it in like a very Sam Axe kind of way like really hit that voice Michael and he was like oh, he always likes to open strong like his opening lines are always like, mm, you know, he's here.
0: Yeah. And then he like basically he's wearing
1: a great shirt, by the way. I just want to make sure I point out really good shirt.
0: Oh, he's he's, he's his, his Miami fashion sense is very on point for the for the style. He and-
1: unironically looks cool and I wish I could dress like him every day.
0: I would, too. Like, if I lived in Miami and I was, you know, I guess just not giving a fuck anymore, which he seems to be at that stage in his life, that's exactly what I would be mimicking. I'm run out of fucks to give, Michael. And now I'm going to give them to the women I see around here. Just
1: normie Twitter Sam X. I've found the field where my fucks grow, Michael, and there are none left to grow. Just like our queen, Hillary Clinton. 14 out of 10 heckin' good pupper.
0: Oh, Jesus. Fucking Sam X talking about Sam like... Sam X rates dogs. Eight-year-old meme uh, dog fucking voice. Jeez.
1: This is Fiona. She's a feisty woofer. Eight out of ten. Boop Wood that discipline.
0: snoot, Michael. <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus. Mm. So, yeah, so basically so he's going to help we, him we, out. We recruit Michael or we recruit... Um, Sam X and they talk about foil embossing and Michael Weston immediately knows that the foil that's on the fake letter that can only come from one place in Miami. My like Michael Weston foil embossing expert.
0: I mean, this guy is he first off, he he found a bug through the outlet. Like he found that real quick, and he is just like, oh, yeah, immediately... that's what—that's where
1: I wrote down spy descents when he found the when he found the plug just by kind of looking around.
0: Unbelievable! He's got like a nose for this shit. Apparently, where he could just like immediately be like, "Well, this is clearly you know embossing R Us down at uh, you know the fucking um, South Beach uh, warehouse district."
1: He doesn't have it. He has no human empathy, and he just he knows doesn't have how yeah, to human
0: connections. Because like next scene, so. He goes back. He's like him and Sam are returning to the base of operations to kind of plan out what the fuck they're going to do to catch this person who's scamming his mom's friend. And Fiona is very seductively laying on his bed. She broke into his apartment. It's like the most like fuck me in the like fuck me from behind. That scene, that shot. Holy shit. Yeah, like so sexual, and he's just like, "Oh, Fiona, I wrote in like I just wrote in all caps, just fuck Fiona for God's <laughs> sakes,
1: just wrote, do it." I wrote, "Be more horny, Fiona. Be more seriously,
0: horny. this is where the this is the episode two where it, like it is in, in, in just abundantly clear she is a sociopath."
1: Oh, yeah, she is fucking absolutely nuts real real quick. I want to back up because there's a, there's some good Sam Axe though right at the end of this. So Sam X gets enlisted to help with this job again. And uh, Michael says, well, I can't really pay you. But Sam says, well, it's a public service. Michael, the grandmas are getting beat up and I want to fuck them. So I don't want them to have black eyes. Um, exactly. Like if yeah, if they're if all the old ladies are getting evicted, where can Sam X crash? Uh, so, well, the answer to that is Michael Weston's apartment. So, <laughs> he asks him, can I crash with you for a couple of days? And uh, they negotiate five days on a sleeping bag. And I just want to make sure I'm saying this right now. This is episode two of the podcast. Uh, for all those listeners that stick with us uh, through the end of the series, Sam Axe is absolutely not moving out for the rest of the series. There is no way he's moving out. This is going to be a bit and he's not going to leave. It's not happening. Sam X lives there now. This is the way it's going to be. Uh, and they're all going to try to. <laughs> Michael, who's the cable provider? Am I an authorized user? Michael, I understand that you're warm, but I want to keep the thermostat
0: down just a little. Because <laughs> my boys need to breathe down there,
1: Michael. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about Mike, or uh, Sam X's boys breathing oh that's, are we oh yeah that's like um, that's
0: that's the next one because because they're definitely like they're kind of getting their plan of action to get who the fuck is so they well first off they send fiona to the american
1: the f- fiona let's talk yeah, about american fiona for that's a that's true Fiona's yeah.
0: american now yeah she's speaking in like a, a semi hidden accent because she's, she's just talking
1: like fucking charlie hunnam in sons of anarchy just like really really poorly disguised irish accent
0: your your knowledge of basic like cable television shows are so much vast than mine, because I'm like, I've never seen that show.
1: It's not a compliment, but uh, it's all very true.
0: <laughs> I mean, like it's more, it makes this podcast make more sense at least and give some sort of context. I've
1: seen a lot of TV.
0: Uh but this is
1: one of the things that made me want to do it is of all the dumbass TV I've watched, this is one show that's flipped through the cracks on me that I I never got into, that I missed during its entire run. So now here we are doing a podcast about a show that premiered 12 years ago.
0: You you love to see it, and you love to hear it, hopefully. Uh, You really do. You absolutely do. Six
1: times. Thank you, folks, for listening six times.
0: Wonderful. (laughs) Take a shot every time you finish an episode.
1: (laughs) So, horny Fiona is American now, and she says, We can't very well be friggin' talking like a leprechaun, can I, Michael?
0: Right, oh, they're after me, Lucky Charms, now, Michael. <laughs> she can't I can't get let them in know. The arse anymore. <laughs> I can't let them know my location, Michael. <laughs> I'm standing out like a uh, the Blarney Stone. Yep, is so... that Scottish? Fucking, I might be showing my ignorance right there. Is that Irish or Scottish? Uh, Pretty sure that's Irish,
1: right? No, let's, let's move. i moving on. All right. <laughs> so Sam Axe walks in, and they immediately get into an argument about some sort of uh, fallen ar- or uh, botched arms deal, or some sort of problem that they had. And Michael comes in with more, which so much fucking narration in this episode. Like, it's just almost wholly narrated.
0: I missed, yeah, like, my notes have a gap at this portion because of that, I think, where I'm just like, I'm not going to take notes. I'm, I'm, I'm like, not the fucking stenographer in court who's, like, writing this shit down because it's it's very dry. Yeah, a
1: lot of this part is just Michael discussing what's happening on screen. It's strange. Like, they just didn't feel like writing dialogue. So let's just write silent monologue. Fuck it.
0: It's very CSI like procedural show, like we say, like it's very it's very much like get the facts off, like look like we know what we're talking about.
1: So uh, uh, behind uh, Michael's narration, uh, Fiona and Sam X argue and they obviously very much still want to fuck like it's it's very apparent that there's still a lot of sexual tension there despite their disagreements.
0: Well, she throws a fucking beer bottle at him, too. Like, yeah, which, you hard, know, again, you I get
1: it. Look, man, if Sam Axe was mad at me and I wouldn't be able to get that sweet, sweet Sam Axe dick, I'd be very upset myself.
0: I wrote, too, that I don't like her now because she doesn't like Sam. Like, that's kind of the point. That's, <laughs> that's like my thing, line in like the sand.
1: Sam. She likes Sam a lot. And we're going to also we're getting we're, we're coming up to that, too. And I can prove to you that she still loves Sam Ax.
0: I hope so. Because I was like, really... I'm not on board with that. I don't like that.
1: Again, she's just it's, it's sexual tension and I understand it. Um, so they talk about embossing a little bit. They they talk about more embossing. all fans of embossing. So we narrate some stuff, some more, or we get another ID in at the uh, at the embossing place, right? Or we and then we get to no, we get the embossing scene. Michael narrates some more and gets like, they they spook this uh, one of the, like the cronies for the bad guy to going to the bad guy so michael weston can you know tail him and find out who's behind the whole housing old people boomer scam
0: right more more spy wisdom of like oh there's going to be an amateur in the operation who gets a little like scared from the appearance of somebody who seems like they're on to them so they're gonna run to the main head of operations
1: generic ponytail tattoo bad guy runs to a yacht um, that is occupied by another ID in which is Greg and Bonnie. We talked about Express Greg and uh, uh, not Mandy more Bonnie um, They are the uh, ID in as what is it want to be criminals or wannabe? to be con skin. artists. Wannabe want to be con artists That's it. yes Wannabe to be con artists and then We get our uh, weekly big bad played by Mark Pellegrino. We get ourselves another uh, another TV guy
0: Delicious. I love his drink. Very good. Yep.
1: He loves uh, yachts, and he hates uh, buttoning up the sleeves on his
0: shirts. Don't we all, though? Yeah, you, know, you know, that's you know, those, relatable. He doesn't
1: need cuff links. He doesn't need cuff buttons. He just lets that shit wide open. Um, he, he just leaves it open. He doesn't need it. He doesn't roll them up. He just leaves them right there because he is very cool.
0: Exactly. And I'm so, going to stop you for one second here as, I, as this will be a little indication of what's coming next is oh
1: what flavor are we at now there we
0: go i'm telling you I'm, I'm ready to finish the trio or sorry it's not a trio it's a quartet because the of the variety pack the quartet of white claws as i like, go through the first time drinking them this is the raspberry let's, so just let, very let's, let, let's hear plain. about
1: your thoughts on raspberry take a, take a swig like, take a swig a, a swig for the working man
0: <laughs> i will because this is like the odd one out because we had natural lime we had ruby grapefruit and this one just is raspberry there's no like little qualifier before it
1: everybody needs a drink michael
0: Okay, let's see. Wow, that is really, really, really raspberry. Like, that's all I taste.
1: Is that a good thing or bad thing?
0: It's not a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing because, you know, like some people's, you know, hang-ups with seltzers and stuff is it has, like, maybe a weird aftertaste to people or it has, like, a, like, a, like they, they say it's, like the, uh, like, a flat soda or something like that. Like, the flavor's not really there. This, I think, though... It tastes like a fucking, like, if you had, like, a Raspberry Icy, like, that flavor, Ooh. like, it's... Okay, it's,
1: I don't... I'm kind of into that. That's... Uh, I don't think I've had a Raspberry, because that doesn't sound familiar. Maybe I missed that one. That sounds nice.
0: I, I gotta say, this one... F- out of all of them, tastes less like a seltzer. It just tastes like I'm drinking a raspberry juice.
1: I would love to see like Sam Axe have his first White Claw. Like the, the scene about that, like where Michael Weston like gets to like to get to that Sam Axe introduction scene that they do whenever he goes to see him, and it just opens with him. And he's like, "Have you ever tried one of these White
0: Claws, Michael?" <laughs> it's magic, Michael. They put all the flavor with less calories. I'm it's trying a... to
1: cut down on the calories while still getting drunk enough to fuck middle aged Miami women.
0: I've had six and only 12 grams of carbs, Michael. It's a fucking magic act. <laughs> I'm going keto, Michael. <laughs> I'm watching my, uh, my, uh, my, fucking macros, Michael. <laughs> I gotta, gotta watch my figure.
1: Well, speaking of paleo diets, uh, we get into some aliases here. Um, so the Sam Axe and Michael regroup and start coming up with a strategy to defeat Mark Pellegrino and his wannabe con artists on the yacht. And, uh, they, they use a, uh, a figure from Mark Pellegrino's past. His name is Quentin in the show. And uh, his, say name, his name like a million say, times. Too. How is your how's your alias as Peter Jordan? Jordan. Peter Michael, Jordan, Michael, Peter Jordanson, Jordan. Peter. So I started thinking <laughs> about this and I started thinking that if we're if we're drawing parallels here, um, Michael is very much the Jordan Peterson and Sam X is very much the Joe Rogan of this uh, of this duo. Right? So could you I mean, just like the personality wise, right? Like Sam X like is is kind of the alpha male and Michael's like the like he's supposed to be smart and intelligent and capable of all these things, but really he just seems like a guy who's like a total void of a human. Like <laughs> my
2: name is Michael Weston. They put a burn notice out on me because the left can't stand the truth about pronouns and gender in a post moder- postmodern society.
0: <laughs> it's such a wild leap but I'm I'm <laughs> (laughs) Following along, I'm 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 kind of buying it. Watching two episodes, I guess that's that's true. Like yeah, like uh, um, Sam Axe is definitely the type who's just like um, he's just like talking about you know these mushrooms, Michael. Like these these mushrooms, like they're supposed to like you know you you know they're legalizing them in certain states is like picking up traction, you know. And like you you take the mushrooms, and I I swear to God, like look look up on it, it it literally will like fix people's depression. Like these people are so reliant on these like big pharmaceutical companies, you know these big pharmaceutical companies, and Michael. Let, can I just show you th- this fucking – have you seen this video? This chimp rips this guy's skull a fucking clean off his head, Michael. Well, if
2: well, if that chimp – if the man was supporting cultural Marxism, then I believe that the chimp acted in his own and the man common kind's best interests. You know, it's a lot like lobsters. Pull that clip, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Like Pull that, pull that clip. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we're really getting off the
0: fucking. Awful. Rails. I'm pretty sure Jordan Peterson's been shit. on his show too. or Oh no, guy.
1: a bunch of times. It's it's. Awful. I mean, what we did was definitely better than anything they've been together. So whatever. God damn. Um, again, again, Jordan, we're pulling for you, King. We hope you uh, get off those pillies, my dog. <laughs> um, I hope you find more natural methods. And if you want to come fire up one of these blunts, uh, come see me in Chicago. We'll fucking uh, we'll rip that high end shit. Uh, we'll get Liddy off this gas and talk about postmodernism.
0: It ain't easy being green, Jordan. We
2: get it, Jordan. It ain't That's easy right. being green. We're gonna blaze these blunts with your homies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking
2: Liddy Joe.
0: <laughs> I'm fucking Liddy Michael. It's like a, 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 Sam. It's it's really ridiculous, Sam. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. All right. We got to get back on track because
0: I could do this one all day. I love that we're like, you know, we're like we're, we've already eclipsed the running time of this episode. <laughs> I can already
1: do Jordan B. Weston all day. Like, this is, yeah, that we were, I got a feeling this is going to happen again and again. It's another recurring theme. It's
0: funny though because he doesn't have a Jordan Peterson accent. He has like a Jersey Brooklyn like uh, like the five boroughs plus you know New Jersey-esque accent this
1: I had I had to make sure that this episode Pete wasn't Jordan. written by the NYC Guido voice Twitter account
0: yeah, I wouldn't blame you for thinking that because I swear to God, it's just. Like hey,
1: a... they put a fucking burn notice out Fur- of What's hey. the matter with these motherfuckers? I'm burning huh? over here. Hey, ma, I know you want to go to the hospital. Why don't you fucking make me some gabagoo? No, hey, these, uh these, these uh, con
0: artists—they are uh, scamming these little old ladies.
1: Yep. So he, uh, he gets to the club. Um, well, oh, real quick, we have to, we have to. Uh, talk about that Sam Axe line before we get to that scene. Oh, we have
0: to. Yeah, when they're doing when they're like scouting out this Quentin guy and how they're going to like infiltrate his operation with this alias. uh, Sam Axe is walking up the stairs as Michael Weston is sitting at the computer and it's very apparent he's wearing like a wife beater and no pants on and like you notice it. But then like Michael Weston turns around and notices it and it's like, want to put some pants on, buddy.
1: And And of course Sam Axe
0: is like, nah, fam. He's like immediately saying like, I work better when I breathe down there.
1: That's right. And uh, at the end, he says, uh, what was the underwear line? Did you get that?
0: Uh, the underwear. Well, that's a, like, he definitely said he's like, like, he, he, I wrote down the coil where he says like work better when I could breathe down there.
1: Yep. We got that. And one. I he, gotta say, you know, scene, he said like something about, uh, Michael said something about something without underwear. And, uh, Oh yeah. He's knows, like, you, you should, should see, see me without, without
0: them. him. <laughs> oh, I was like, damn. I was like, hell yes. Woo! This is what I'm. Now that's this a, a bird notice, baby. <laughs> I'm ready for this. I was like, all right, this is exactly why I care about this
1: show now. And as we've clearly established in this podcast that you've all listened to seven times, I would very much like to see him without them.
0: So, and I'm going to yeah. I'm just going to I'm going to say this right here. I work better when I can breathe down there, too. And, you know, this might be a a reveal, but I am also not wearing any pants whilst we record this episode Love in it, honor to hear it. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Uh, hopefully the energy and the, um, the expertise has been, you know, quadruple or maybe even quintupled as I'm not wearing pants.
1: Well, it has now.
0: <laughs> Everybody down there, if you want to see me without them, just uh, the $20 Patreon tier will get like a couple pics every month.
1: Please, Yeah, please email uh, burnafternoticing at gmail.com and
0: I'll let Josh know you want to see his penis. Uh, consent only. Please do that. The uh, language put, just, of consent, just... <laughs> Michael. Just put the eggplant emoji in a winky face, and I'll understand. That's
1: right. We had, that's our spy code. Uh, we yeah, we sure have we to. Can, yes, this is <laughs> a. We can't is decipher a, our spy language.
0: We have to. These are private email servers, much like Hillary Clinton used. We have to make sure that we're very cautious whoa, with every. Whoa,
1: whoa, hey, now we don't want you know. Uh, we're just, talking
0: about just saying we're talking about flight logs and everything like that. We got to cover our tracks here.
1: Just so you know, if we die this week, neither of us committed suicide. Where's Galen Maxwell? check my neck bones please my spinal cord (laughs) always look at our hyoid bones if we die
0: please please please
1: so uh michael weston uh uh, new york city guido voice michael weston bribes the doorman with singles from his mom uh he he gets to the to the club uh he introduced himself to mark pellegrino he nyc guido voices his way into thinking that he was a cellmate with a mutual friend and wants to get on the scam does a whole thing with guns we get more guns he pulls the gun out uh, yeah, he's gotta he's gotta prove.
0: He's gotta to prove to the guy that he's like, you know, his actual persona and not some fed. So he's like really playing the part.
1: Yep, yep. So he get he gets there and then um what what can what came next here? This is where I kinda went into my notes void too.
0: <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Like there's so much of the the procedural Aspect of the show that it's like, there's nothing you really want to write down because most of it is just dry. Like, Oh, he's just saying like, you know, "Uh, you know, I know, I know your boy, like they had a mutual, he, he broke, broke out a name and I forget the name where it was Paco. Paco, Thank you. Yeah. Perfect. I knew Paco
1: Paco from over in the joint. We would, we was roommates together.
0: Right. And the guy is like vehemently denying that, like, he's like, no, dude, I, I do like, you know, air filters or something. He's just like, I'm doing air filters, like not, like not into that. And so he's basically proving to him in an outlandish way that he is not fed. And so it kind of gets his attention. So the next day. They can actually talk real, you know, scamming business so that he's not wary of Pete Jordan's presence.
1: Yeah. So so Pete Jordan, Jordan Peterson, Michael Weston uh, does a little elaborate trick where he pulls his gun out of the holster and then runs out the back and shoots the cop car tires to give himself some street cred, runs away. And uh, him and Sam Axe come up with a plan to to put a bug in the car and, like, find a little a little disabler and to, like, put surveillance on the boat and everything um, while... Uh, Michael's having his little meeting with Mark Pellegrino. So they have the meeting. Um, Michael uh, is texting Sam Max updates from a razor while not looking just like me in 10th grade underneath my desk.
0: <laughs> it was so why uh, he's T nine ing that motherfucker.
1: Absolutely. I was very impressed, which I mean, I was able to do that too. You got to text your little high school girlfriends. It's exactly what I was doing for my Motorola. Can't Eraser, look at the phone uh, in history class. <laughs> so I definitely identify with that. Um, so the, uh, the, Greg and Bonnie get back to the to the boat early while Fiona and Sam X are still there, like setting up shop. And I absolutely knew this bit was coming, but I loved every fucking second of it. This was my favorite part of the episode.
0: I'm going to before we get to that, though, I'm going to I'm going to take it back just a bit because you were talking about how you like real life a connection there with the, with the phone, not texting and everything. I got to go back Cause the, this is like a very mundane aspect of the show, but I was like, fuck me very much hit close to home for me. And that like, he's like, you know, talking to this Quentin guy about their scam that they're going to do with annuities and like scamming old people out of annuities and stuff like that.
1: It was, basically was like, they wanted to open JG Wentworth. Uh, they had an yes. annuity, but you need cash now.
0: Right, and I was just like, "This is insane." Because this, like, like this whole premise of the episode about scamming elderly people and selling them like fake everything, this is exactly what happened to my grandma. Like, almost holy shit. Yes, like she was at the time. Though this is, she was living in Seal Beach, in California, in a retirement home. It's called Leisure World, <laughs> and like, Leisure World. Leisure wow. World. Wow. Yeah, like I unpack. Please keep going right and like somebody came to her house like door door person and basically was exactly what michael weston was like fake describing to this quentin guy about how they're gonna scam money out of these elderly women this is exactly what happened to my grandma like they literally scammed her out of a ton of money like it's horrible i know horrible came to light came to light my mom got really involved with it like tracked the guy down Figured out everything. Not only that, like she worked with the fucking Orange County Police Department, like a huge get to find this motherfucker, found the guy, and put him in jail. Holy
1: shit. That's, yeah. A, dude, your mom is a contractor.
0: It was wild. She's yeah, a, she's she's a tier tier yeah, she's, she's is not, not CIA. Yeah, she's not CIA.
1: But I mean, you might want to maybe. Maybe your mom retired after you got a burn notice put on her and came back out of retirement to
0: help out the little guy, just like in this fucking episode. And what's crazy is it was literally like, this is what, 2008, 2007? Holy shit. It was around this time that it was happening. Like Your mom is is Michael Weston.
1: What the fuck? I know.
0: I was like, damn. I was like, fuck,
1: this is really hitting close to home. Holy, I can't believe we took us 54 minutes into this episode to
0: talk about that. That's amazing. I know when he when he broke out when Michael Weston said like annuities and he was like outlining the plan to kind of get Quentin involved and like interested. I was like, holy shit! I was like, this is what they did to my grandma. This is fucked up. You told me you had a
1: reveal before we started recording, but you did a better job holding that than Michael Weston's action, like mom does of holding with information from him. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, I. I
0: Break out the big stuff. Yeah, where it was like a whole fucking thing. I'm not,
1: I don't want, look, because that's, it's terrible. I'm I'm glad that retribution was had and, uh, and things were able to work out. But wow, that's insane.
0: Yeah, it was wild. Well, I mean, it semi-happy ended. The dude went to jail, but like he had wired all of his money elsewhere. Like they barely got any of it back.
1: Yeah, well. That is that is definitely it's America for you. So remember, folks, uh, you know, don't let your boomer uh, relatives near computers or anyone that are doing door to door uh, clearinghouse scams. It's true. Like that stuff
0: out. It still happens. And put parental
1: blockers on their TV so they can't watch Fox News.
0: That's the biggest one you want to do.
1: Definitely do that before anything else. That's the biggest scam of all.
0: Exactly, and I had to I had to take it back before we get to the really good episode because or, or the really good part of the episode with Sam Axe because I was like I went, as soon as he said annuities and was outlined his plan I was like fuck me man, Whew. but yeah so yes like he's stalling while Michael Weston is talking to Quentin. Uh, Sam Axe and Fiona are setting up the boat that uh, they're kind of their base of operations to bug them and kind of collect information. And he's not like Sam Axe is getting distracted by Fiona's talking and isn't getting the messages from Michael Weston. So they don't know that they're coming back. So they have to scramble to come up with a plan.
1: Yep, and they do. And it's a really 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 great plan that I saw coming and again was very excited to see the execution. I didn't.
0: Of. I was I was interested to know what the fucking plan was until it happened. So I, I mean, was, it, like, it
1: definitely looked like the moment of like that quick kiss thing, but they like went all out with it. So they uh Greg and Bonnie get into the the yacht and they see nothing but a shoe and they're like, "What the hell?" and they keep walking in and they get to the bed inside of the boat and there's Sam Axe and Fiona Beautiful. straight up making out getting to second base. Fiona's got her shirt off and Sam Max has his leg kicked up in the air, which I thought was a really great touch.
0: Nice touch. Right. there. It was a
1: really nice touch. Like Fiona was straight up fucking attacking him. And they mm. did the whole, uh, the, the Greg and Bonnie were like, what are you guys doing here? And Fiona and Sam are like, what are you doing here? They're like, this is our boat. And Fiona, this is the part I didn't see coming. I thought they were going to do like a whole, um, like, Oh, I'm sorry. We were just a couple trying to have fun, but it was the, 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 the scam was, uh, sam axe brought fiona onto the boat under the guise that it was his boat and she's a new girl and it's only their third date says fiona and she starts kicking the shit out of him as they leave the boat it (laughs) was it was an actually funny scene it was really well done they did a great job with it and it was funny
0: It was good. Like I like you, you saw it. I got maybe I did and I wasn't sure how they were going to like fucking plan for that because I was thinking like, did they really get sloppy and just like leave shit? And I thought they were just like going to be like sloppy and left the boat already. And I was like, all right, very, very good fucking plan of attack. Not bad.
1: Yeah, that was great. And the only inexplicable part, which in the spirit of the show, they had to do something weird for this great scene is that Sam X grabs Fiona like and fireman's carries her off in like a freeze frame scene. Which why would he carry her? Yeah, off that after
0: was all that it was weird. Like, why would she allow that to happen? She could clearly like overpower his ass. I feel like in his maybe older age.
1: Well, speaking of overpowering things, we uh, we we get to so the the boats bug. They're they're watching um Mark Pellegrino, and they need him to kind of stay on the boat while they're watching him. And so he's going to leave and Sam X wants to disable his car with the little device Fiona put on there, not knowing that fucking straight up chaos. Fiona decided to strap a bomb to this thing instead. And when he hits the button, the
2: fucking thing just explodes.
0: Explodes. Yeah. (laughs) Where we blows up a fucking car. Insane. I was going to say even before that too, I think they were like, I think, um, Sam, like, so, it, it, uh, there's a dumb scene and we don't even have to talk too much about it where they have like lunch or dinner with his mom. Like oh, and the Fiona. dinner with Thompson.
1: Yeah. I kind of glossed over that because like there you was should. a it's... couple funny parts where Fiona was like trolling him with like the wedding thing where he was like, uh, where they like. Oh, they we're going to, yeah, a, I want
0: to be a June bride.
1: Yeah, and she was, like, doing it just to, like, piss off uh, uh, Michael Weston with his oh, lack yeah. of social skills and awkwardness around his own mother. And yeah. I thought that was funny. Like, that was pretty good. It was good.
0: No, it was good. Like, but the, the funniest part was, like, uh, like uh, I think Sam was on the phone with Michael while they were on their way in a taxi cab. And, like, he's just blatantly out here talking about, like, I thought I was going to have to kill somebody. Like, he was, like, loudly talking about spy shit. Right behind the taxi driver.
1: I think he only does that because, like, he looks so much like middle-aged Miami drunk guy who exaggerates everything he talks about. And it's Miami and everybody is like that, that he's kind of hiding in plain sight, right? Every other middle-aged guy in Miami That's that looks good like point. Sam Axe always talks about how they've they got a cigar in their hand. They're like, I'm Mafia Connected. Well, no, I know was, all the big players.
0: It was Michael Weston saying that. It was like Michael and Fiona were on the way to his mom's house to do the dinner. And Michael Weston is just loudly talking to Sam Axe on the phone about, like, oh, right. Kill like almost killing people and all this other shit and I'm just like the fucking taxi guy's right there. Why would you do that, you idiot? Like, <laughs> I was just blown away. Like that. Like you're right. Like it, it, it's a dumb scene. Like whatever they have dinner. There was like that fun interplay or whatever. But it, it, all that we're kind of getting to and it, it kind of culminates in the bomb explosion of the car is that Fiona's just a fucking like wild card psycho stalker. Yeah, she has
1: nuts. And then not only that, once they like go and like. And they, they kind of like framed it as like she accidentally put the thing on the gas tank instead of like the place she was supposed to put it. And they get there and they're like, Fiona, you blew up the car. And she was like, well, I kind of, you said you wanted the car disabled. I fucking disabled the car, bro. Like what else did you need? Like I did the job, right? It's she just technically totally true. Cool it. And then she, and then she in a great burn notice bit, grabs a yogurt out of the fridge, takes a little sexy bite of the yogurt oh. and then tries to fucking straight up feed it to Michael.
0: It's like, she is seriously like the, she, she exuded this horny energy, even earlier. Like when she was bugging the car, like when she was on the floor working on the car, when she was done, it was, she was with Sam. Oh
1: shit. When, the, when she, fuck- <laughs> yes.
0: It's like that the way they shot it is she, like she's on her knees and they're like filming from Sam axis kind of almost POV, but more over the shoulder, like third person. And it's like her head is like in crotch distance. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is so intentional
1: yeah that's yeah, that's absolutely a porn angle, and the whole thing was yeah th- I mean Fiona's horny energy they can' they I thought like I wasn't sure if that was like what we were gonna get in episode one, but we're getting a hornier, which
0: oh, wow, off the rails horny, and I'm just wow. like that's why I wrote like just fuck her, come on, dude.
1: Yeah, somebody needs to bang Fiona, please. Please, she's, she's horny. She deserves it. She's a queen, and she deserves her sexual liberation.
0: Sexy as hell, dude. She's a fucking spy. Who knows what she's fucking doing? And she's like, she's fucking like, she can do motherfuckers accents. Down, blown up cars. Yeah, she,
1: she's, she's code switching out here. She's so horny.
0: It's it's wild. That's why I was. That's why I'm just seriously like. For the, for the love of God, Michael Weston, I know you're concerned about somebody who burned you and everything like that. Just take your mind off of her for two seconds, man. She's not going anywhere. Just give her what she fucking wants. I'm,
1: I mean, I feel like the, the eventually they're going to hook up and the payoff is going to be great. I really hope so, man. I really hope so
0: i'm gonna tie my orgasm with theirs i swear to god i'm gonna light some candles i'm gonna make a day out of it it's going to be amazing
1: so instead of uh having sex with fiona michael steals more money from his mom's purse to go buy drinks for (laughs) club girls Uh, so he could get more information and, and get the private line to Mark Pellegrino, who's gone to ground at this point. Um, Sam is upset that they're out of orange juice because he needs a goddamn screwdriver. That I love time. that.
0: Yeah, he's like, we're out of orange juice, by the way. And he's
1: not drinking orange juice by itself. We've already established that he doesn't drink anything
0: without alcohol in it. Hell no, mimosa or screwdriver. The 100%. man
1: made. What? What? Did he make a bloody mary out of a can? Out of, of a tomato can juice? of yeah
0: tomato juice? board a little uh, airplane or a little <laughs> shot worth of vodka in that. Absolutely. So <laughs> they uh. So now it's time
1: to start bringing the clamps down, right? So um Michael Weston finds Mark Pellegrino and <laughs> Sam X and Fiona go to confront the uh the wannabe con artists
0: and they come as FBI. <laughs> you can this was stupid. You go ahead as hell. with the names, please. Yeah, he's just like, I'm Detective Cagney, and this is my partner, Lacey, and I'm like, oh my <laughs> fucking God.
1: Because they're so they're
0: younger. They're younger, so they're not gonna understand. The the name's Cagney and Lacey. But Bruce right? Campbell
1: does in classic Boomer fashion. He definitely knows Cagney and Lacey. It's right.
0: Just... And it's just like, God. And then really?
1: we get uh, NYC Guido voice Fiona, who has done a now in a third accent of the episode.
0: Right. The accents are very like her normal, her normal accent, which is Irish. Or Scottish, whatever we don't know. And uh, her second one, where it's like at a kind of, I guess, American, but it bleeds in a little bit. Like she does definitely says certain words. Like, like she
1: kind of wants to do a Valley Girl accent, but she's still kind but of. But you're in Irish Miami, girl. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, if if you've ever heard Charlie Hunnam play an American in anything, it's pretty close. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, and then and then this like detective, hard-ass female cop uh, voice, like procedural show. Thing is her next one?
1: Yep. So she's the Brooklyn cop, and she's like, "Hey, you guys are committing the crimes, you know?" And it's like, so, so she could have, she could have been. it <laughs> was very British. She, uh, yeah. Again, she, she. Well, she can't figure it out, so neither can I. It's definitely <laughs> some, it's some shit out of the theme Everyone is doing departed ass departed. <laughs> <laughs> ass. Departed. Yeah, fucking departed ass. Fucking departed. I would love to see, like, they get to the Miami PD, like, headquarters, and it's just Alec Baldwin and Martin Sheen and Matt Damon. Oh, man. They're all doing Boston-ass accents. That's the payoff.
0: I, I, or, I feel like that's that's uh, going to be an accent coming up probably. Or, I guess, I
1: can, again, I can see why the fandom wants this. They get to Miami PD, and it's just everyone from Dexter.
0: Jesus, dude. It's do it. Entire, give me, yeah, give me, I,
1: me. Yeah, I do understand why everyone Michael wants this see crossover now. I'm, I'm, it's really starting to come together for me.
0: I'm I'm on board. I'm you know I mean I guess after this we'll do Dexter and we'll just talk about Dexter. Oh
1: man, I could talk about the first four seasons of Dexter like a lot, and the second four seasons of Dexter a lot for different reasons.
0: It's been a long time since I've seen that show.
1: It was I mean it did start off strong. It was fun. It was. It was I liked it. Yeah, you
0: got, you got me there. I, I did enjoy it when it first came out. Michael C. Hall, the god. Um, so we, uh, we,
1: the, the plan starts coming together for our heroes. So they confront the uh, the wannabe con artist, and it Bonnie pressures and them into into wanting to uh, to flee, right? So they, they, start, they get ready to flee the scene in the boat, and they're going to leave. And Mark Pellegrino's got the pressure on him. Michael Weston convinces him that he's got the FBI on him by using his own tail, right? And he says, give mm-hmm. me all your bank account numbers so we can do the wire transfers and all that other stuff. And uh, surprise, folks! He uses the bank account numbers to wire all the stolen money back to all the boomers who got fucking gameded uh, into giving up Beautiful. all their money like dumbass Fox News idiots watching Tucker Carlson.
0: Boom! Now That's they have justice. all their money
1: back, so they can use it to invest in Iraqi dinar.
0: Oh Jesus! So they get oh President Trump, please
1: revalue the dinar. Now is the time. That was the time to revalue the dinar.
0: Oh, I mean, they're going to need that money because I guess, you know, this is probably like maybe less than a year after the financial co- collapse or the housing crisis. So good luck, uh, Boomer. All Reynolds those Boomers in had Miami. those mortgages
1: paid off by the 70s. <laughs> That's
0: me. They probably. But didn't have to but, do but shit. What, about their, what about their second and third houses? Think of those.
1: What about the Boomers' vacation houses? What of yeah, them? You don't know. What of the Boomers' lake house that they used three My months ago? Oh, God. A
0: year? As <laughs> we're wrapping up the episode, too, can I just say as well? This is, this is, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm actually fucking doing it. This will be the fourth one I've at least tried. This White Claw Black Cherry is the fourth and final one.
1: Let's let, let's hear your thoughts on the Black Cherry White Claw My before goodness. we get out of here. Which,
0: which, hey, like, um kudos to them for like only 100 calories a can because it's basically like I'm having a small lunch during this episode record, oh, calorically at least. It's a
1: liquid lunch, Michael. Look it up.
0: So I'm going to compare this, too, because I've had the black cherry of uh, uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade. So let's see how this compares. Huh. Yes, do tell. All right. So very much like the raspberry, this just tastes like juice. Okay. okay. These all just taste like juice. No wonder people are, like, freaking out about this shit. And, like, this is going to cause, like, a, 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 probably an uptick in DUIs during the summer. This is. Oh, it the is, four logo it, effect, right? It, I feel like it kind of is. Like I feel like people are just gonna pound these motherfuckers, and they probably already are, and they're just gonna get like entirely fucked up.
1: The times that I have consumed White Claws, I definitely have gotten like you want to. You have one, you're like, man, I want to pound a few of these back. Like you feel like I can really throw these back. They're they're very easy to drink. Which is it it's can scary. Be dangerous at least yeah Get yeah. this
0: out of my fucking house. I don't need this. Why That's did I buy why, this?
1: Like Sam X, you have to train your liver and your your will every day by drinking uh, Bloody Mary in, in a tomato juice can every morning and uh, uh, screwdrivers out of your friend's refrigerators in the afternoon and uh, drinks from your friend's mom's purse at night.
0: I mean, it's probably very abundantly clear to people, too, listening to this, where it's just like, this guy's drinking, like, four White Claws during an hour and eight minutes of a record. Like, this guy's clearly got a problem. This is where maybe I'm just like, ooh, should I have done this on air? But yes, yeah. yes. The answer is yes, everybody. Well,
1: you know who else has problems, folks, is Michael Weston, one of which was his mom not giving him some very key information until the, we uh, save yep. the day and solve the problem. So uh, our hero save the day. Everyone gets their money back. And then he also um, uses his uh, his inf- contact information to to make some fake te- phone calls to terrorist organizations and do all kinds of cr- like fake crime, to frame this guy to make him go to prison for a long, 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 long time. So he does actually like not only catch the guy, but he fucking frames him for stuff he didn't do. <laughs> he it's just, funny, I, I wrote, this guy I wrote down. Like, like This guy's gonna go to fucking Guantanamo Bay now.
0: I wrote Quinn getting played so hard through the whole episode. This guy is just getting fucking played like a fiddle all throughout the entire episode and i mean he's like a piece of shit con artist anyway so it's like whatever but it is very funny like that was like the funniest part
1: like for a guy who ran this like supposedly elaborate scam enough to like get a yacht and everything like his two cronies and like his one amateur guy are all fucking idiots they all suck at their jobs and he just like as soon as like the first round of trouble he goes paranoid as shit and just fucks everything up like he doesn't seem to be very good at it
0: yeah like which how did he afford any of the shit he's doing i guess but you know i guess it's the state of just scamming the elderly you don't have to be a fucking mastermind to do that you just have to be a fucking piece of shit
1: and a piece of shit he was folks so he gets caught he gets sent to gitmo and uh so this is gonna be my another uh, i guess maybe end of the episode theories might become a thing so i have another end of the episode theory um mark pellegrino uh being a uh, just a, a moderate not an extremist in really any way shape or form is um falsely uh brought into a terrorism scandal and treated like a terrorist and put in guantanamo bay with no rights or no right to trial for many many years and he is then released and he uh he comes out with much more extreme views and anti-american views uh he's blacklisted all over states so he decides to move his base of operations to syria and becomes
0: isis leader abu Bakr al baghdad jesus christ what a leap of faith but i'm here oh my god Prove wow. me wrong. Wow. Yeah, I want. I want to see somebody refute that.
1: Uh, rest in peace, Abu Bakr al Baghdadi. R.I.P. King.
0: <laughs> wow. I just. I'm, I'm actually really impressed you said that as good as you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. All right.
1: So please tune in for uh, for more uh, burn after noticing uh, theories. Uh, very correct ones, of course. We already have Angel Batista. Now we have Abu Bakr al Baghdadi. Um, <laughs> this is unbelievable and then one more problem for michael weston uh the piece of information that was given to him by his mom was that uh they the 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 people that came to see her said call this number if you ever see michael
0: the shit she uh, should have said five minutes into the episode and just saved it for the very very end
1: but she of course redeems herself by saying well, of course I didn't tell them Michael family comes family first. comes first. <laughs> yes. Oh she my is, God. Michael's mom is extremely manipulative.
0: <laughs> I get it now. Like we were kind of uh, easy on her because we don't know her like right in the first episode. And we honestly, kind
1: of- maybe we were kind of hard on Michael. He's seriously got some family issues, man. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Like this mother th- th- this mother literally is holding <laughs> is withholding this very vital information. Uh very much a hypochondriac if you look at her uh, uh her house. She has all these pills. She's clearly a paranoid person. We don't know anything about the dad either. That could be a whole other fucking season 4 plot line probably. His dad's going to be some weird ex-spy who's now gone Rogue and is fucking around in the uh, Middle East, maybe. Um, I, that's I my would, prediction. I would um, very much like that.
1: And I would very much like it to be like another TV character actor who would be. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll get into that in a future episode. Who, is, who about would be want the dad? to see? Michael Weston's TV dad. Oh, I'd have to, i This is gonna take some thinking from me, to be honest with you.
0: I, honestly, I couldn't even tell you anything off the right Because like that. Ray
1: Wise and Bruce Campbell are both candidates, and they're already on the show, so
0: they're gone. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> I
1: already would have thought about both of them. Maybe like Dominic West in old man makeup.
0: Oh, wow. He's going to do like an Eddie Murphy. He plays yeah. like multiple characters.
1: Oh, man. I don't know. It's, I just feel like that would be good. All right. We're getting ahead of ourselves there. Um, so he Michael gets the phone call or he makes the phone call and it's a generic voice. And it's kind of, again, another Dexter thing. This is very much like the Dexter ice truck killer. Kind of like we're we're, we're just introducing ourselves to each other, but we know each other from somewhere, but we're not sure where yet. It seems like this guy knows Michael and Michael doesn't know him. Or
0: He's like, who are you? And he's like, uh, uh, be, play nice or something. He says should be like, you know, be a good boy, Michael. Like he doesn't, he's clearly not indicating and he's no fucking motivation to like say who he is.
1: So now we have another mystery to uh, take us into episode three.
0: It ends like yeah, it really does. This this is that's why I was like I think I mentioned it earlier where it's like everything was police procedural until the very end of the episode where it's like okay now we're we're semi moving forward the overarching plot of season one but not really like you're just like oh there's a guy that uh, uh, we know that is watching him but it's like we already knew that so like what happened?
1: It, It kind of felt like again digging into my TV knowledge Rolodex. It kind of felt like a Law and Order SVU thing whenever they're trying to like do character development for Benson and Stabler like. They always like tag on like three or four minutes of character development at the end of like their very case of the week procedural driven show. And it really felt like that, like they shoehorned their own main plot into their show, which is weird, especially in your first season. But again, I think this show is more procedural driven than we even expected.
0: I think that's good, though. Like, that's why it's going to be it's going to be a nice podcast for people who don't even fucking understand the show. And then we're clearly going to invite on and and guest on some episodes to watch. You're going to have a, a bit more clarity because you're just going to mostly understand 90 percent of the show. And the last 10 percent are going to be like, why was you know, why was Michael Weston getting a call about uh, Fiona's past?
1: I think that's a great way to uh, wrap up Josh is to talk about feedback and uh, what we're going to do in the future here. So guests is definitely something we've talked about. And we've discussed with some potential guests already. But um, I'd love to hear from our listeners on what they'd kind of like to see from us going forward. If there's any guests they'd love us to have on uh, anyone that you think we can get. Um, if there's anything you want to hear us touch on if there's anything from these episodes you watch if you're watching along with us, or if you're a burn notice fan, please tell us what we get right what we get wrong what you agree and disagree with us with you can uh, email us at burn after noticing at gmail uh, we're always on our Twitter at uh, at Burn Notice Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find my Twitter at Thick Flare TTV. Uh, where can they? You find, find me? my
0: Twitter at uh, uh, you know twitter.com slash Shake and Bakey. That's uh, Shake and Bake why
1: absolutely we have discords too if you want to talk to us there we can get you links to our discord servers um i've actually created a channel in my discord server dedicated to our uh to our podcast where we're gonna post episodes we're gonna have some discussions on it if you guys ever want to talk about it and stuff so a lot of stuff we want to do and we definitely want to hear from you this is a uh a very new venture for us and we want it to be the best it can be for you the listeners and we're definitely willing to listen to what we can do to make that happen
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. Your Discord is so much more professional than mine that has just two channels, a general and then a butt stuff one that people talk about butt stuff in. Um, Clearly very highbrow entertainment going on in mine. I mean, yeah, you you say it's
1: professional, but then if you look into it, it's really just me posting videos of like uh, wrestlers doing dances and stuff with their dicks.
0: (laughs) Well, relatively speaking, much more professional than mine.
1: Okay, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's a great yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, uh everybody who listens to this is either uh, most likely at this juncture somebody we know personally, or somebody that's a cool person that we'd love to have on. Like, even if you have no experience with burn notice whatsoever, hey, guess what? Neither do we. Neither so, do we. And look at us talking about some bullshit and drinking the equivalent, at least at this point, of three and one fourth white claws, which is stupid. I will say, like, I that was you know, don't expect this every episode, but. Uh, three and a fourth white claws during a record. Come on now.
1: Three and a quarter white claws. I think that's a pretty good white claw, a claw to podcast ratio. A Pretty good. Claw that's, to like only, ratio. that's only
0: like 325 calories. Not too bad, really. Like a peanut butter sandwich, maybe equivalently. <laughs>
2: The the postmodern left keeps telling you that a proper progressive claw to pod ratio will free your soul, but the only thing that will is slaying the dragon of chaos.
0: Get your ass to fucking rehab, Jordan Peterson. Peter Jordan Jordan Peterson, you son of a bitch. It's
2: not going well. Somebody please let me pop some motherfucking pillies with my dogs. Oh my
0: god, unbelievable. (laughs) This Jordan Jordan Peterson guy
1: is just like so ridiculous. Oh man, we gotta get out of here.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it's it's very funny that I think even we we when we had discussed this uh, podcast, we were like, oh, we'll probably do like you know around the general length of an episode, and work, you know, the first episode that we did about episode one was like an hour and 25. We're at an hour and 18 right now. And this episode fucking was only like 40 minutes and
1: cut here and cut here. Cut here and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Josh is going to go have fun editing this one down. Um, I the, the am, white claw edit, baby. I am going to wish him the best of luck while I sit on my ass and uh, keep two cats from murdering each other. So that's going to be my week. I have uh, a friend's cat uh, staying with me while he is out of town and uh, man, these cats don't like each other.
0: What are they, like Fiona and Sam Axe?
1: No, because they're not going to fuck at the end. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you think sam Axe and fiona are gonna fuck
1: nobody is gonna be able to stop themselves from fucking sam max if sam Axe wants it it's really if
0: sam, sam X. If. if sam max and fiona fuck during the entire run of this uh show that we are going to watch it's gotta happen I, once
1: like it's gotta happen I'm, once and like they're gonna play it comedically where they're gonna get like drunk and black out and be like it's gonna be one of those things where like they're gonna wake up in a bed together and we're not gonna be totally sure if they fucked or not but like we're gonna be pretty sure Fuck, uh, i got to think of
0: something I'm going to do if that happens, because I don't think it will. Okay,
1: um, if you guys have any suggestions for what Josh should do if Sam, Max, and Fiona fuck, please uh, hit us up on Twitter or hit up uh, burnafternoticing at gmail.com. Please. Uh, follow us at burnnoticepod. Uh, we're going to be back with episode three next week, and I also uh, have some stuff I want to talk about for more uh, content, so please stay tuned. Uh, please subscribe to uh, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Spotify, uh, give us those five stars and those reviews if you have anything nice to say especially for us as a new podcast that really 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 helps us out uh, we greatly appreciate it thank you all so much for listening uh, anything else you got for our, for our people for our listeners
0: i think that's perfect you're probably hearing the outro music right now it's gonna be a beautiful thing i think you fucking nailed it let's get out of this motherfucker and enjoy the end credit theme to burn after noticing which is basically the theme for burn notice all
1: right thanks for listening everybody have a great week we'll see you next time
0: have a good one y'all for frosty. Don't get yeah, burned. Yeah, forgot. Yeah, don't get burned. That don't was get the, burned. <laughs> we, so we talked about this, but I swear to God, this, we're going to do that more.
1: Don't get burned. Woo!